Welcome to the Idiot Exclaiming Entertainment Extravaganza, only on GamingUncensored.com. Hey, what is up? Welcome to episode two of E4 2023. I'm Tommy. That's Jamie sitting over there. Uh, and this episode, we're going to talk to you about Summer Game Fest and the, uh, the, uh, I don't know what we call that thing, presentation, conference thing that they did, uh, which was uh, worth talking about. Uh, before that, how you doing, man? Before we do all of that, I have to say that intro is still awesome. It is amazing, isn't still it? Still awesome. Like, <laughs> we, I love it. I do too. We have to credit Logan, uh, who came up with the uh, idiots explaining entertainment a few years back. Whenever we were looking for something to replace uh, E3 as our our little stinger there, and so uh, Logan also uh, going to be on the Patreon list here in just a second, uh, which is fun too. So uh, Logan, get some shout outs on this episode. We have to we have to talk about his uh, handle. Because. Yes, <laughs> I I need to know. I'm, I'm going to ask him live here on the show what he prefers, uh, because uh, I, I will change it. It's on the website right now. I've got you on the website as Logan, uh, but he is uh, human fart <laughs> over on our uh, Patreon. So if you would prefer us to put human fart up on the website, we will happily do so. I I I I don't even know. Like, that would seem to me as something you would not want to be called, but he called himself that. So, you know, whatever you want. Hey, you give us money on Patreon. Uh, there there are some rules. We won't say anything, uh, but yeah, we, we, we will give you credit for just about whatever you want to be called. So, a uh, couple of things while we're talking about Patreon. First, uh, one of you nice Patreon people should call our voicemail line and give us a segment because <laughs> because Google is bugging us yet again. Uh, or not Patreon. You don't have to be Patreon yeah. to call the voicemail yeah. line. 509 Game 210, by the way. I don't think we've said it in a while. Either, we have so. not. Somebody needs to call that because Google's trying to take it away. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, the other thing that we need to know, that Patreon people especially need to know, and if you're not on the Patreon list, you should be, because I think we're going to do a summer roundtable to coincide with Summer Game Fest, and everybody who has ever contributed to us on Patreon is invited. Yes. So it's going to be a very large roundtable with lots and lots of loud people. Uh, it'll be less loud if Chad is busy and can't show up, but but I'm guessing he will uh, he will show up. Uh, right. We we are we are doing uh, the summer roundtable. We may do it on video. We may not. We we don't know. We just decided it's time to do that. Um, and the funny thing about the summer game fest is that there's stuff going on. Right now, there's stuff going on all week. We should be watching stuff right now, but instead, we're doing a regular show because we covered the open yesterday. And, yes. and uh, I say all of that to say, y'all might get lucky, and there might be more than one roundtable because I think it's going to be a long summer for a summer yeah. game fest. 
I so uh, we've we've officially started now. We've we've got the kind of first thing out of the way, but there's still, like you said, there's stuff that happened yesterday. I haven't watched Devolver Digital yet. They did nope. their thing yesterday. So I, we got to catch up. On I that. feel like that's a together thing. We got to find time <laughs> yes, to do that. Too. Do uh, love some devolved yeah. uh, and then Sunday is Microsoft and Bethesda, and we get uh more of Starfield and and lots of stuff happening then, and then a couple of things early next week, Ubisoft, and we'll see. So anyway, there's lots of content uh coming. And on the Patreon, uh, there is some exclusive content. Uh now I'll mention a couple of things. There is uh now available to anyone. You can go by our Patreon page, even if you are not supporting us on patreon and see uh we did a uh kind of let's play together on uh uh tears of the kingdom a week or so ago uh going through the uh the the first temple we uh we encountered there and so uh you can go watch us play some zelda if you'd like to and like i said that's uh now free for anybody over at the patreon and we did watch uh, the Summer Game Fest uh, uh, event yesterday together, recorded a commentary uh, as we were watching that. That is available over on the Patreon for subscribers uh, as well. And so if you'd like to support us, there's some content over there uh, for you. I think it was pretty entertaining, uh, us giving some commentary on <laughs> what was going on. I, we'll talk about some of the highlights. I, I, if you want to get our like real-time reactions to stuff, uh, you could do that. I don't know me yawning multiple times during the presentation <laughs> is really that is Fair. entertaining but yeah that that did happen but there there was some yes. good stuff in there so our video was also temporarily blocked by NBC because of the twisted metal clip, believe it or not. Really? Uh, the blog's apparently been removed, but if you uh, if you go to the Patreon page and the, the video doesn't work, uh, A, let us know. Uh, we'll figure out some other ways to do that. But B, you can get around, uh, around it using a VPN, which we know from Logan, who used the Opera VPN to watch it while it was still blocked. So uh, good to know. Yeah, I, I've been playing around with a VPN myself, so that's... Uh... That's good. To the know. Opera one's really nice. Yeah, it's uh, just built up. We were, we we were sponsored very briefly by Opera GX a while back, and I still use it all the time. We don't talk about it as much anymore because they're not paying us now. Uh, but it's a, yeah. it's a solid. Browser. It is. I use uh, it VPN. every day. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, yep. That VPN comes mm-hmm. handy. So, uh, all that being said, uh, we do have lots to talk about because we do need to talk about Summer Game Fest. But there's two really quick things I want to make sure that we get in here uh, at the beginning. Uh, the first is just anything kind of thoughts wise we have on Zelda at this point. We've been playing lots and lots and lots of Zelda. <laughs> and so uh, I would love to just hear any new thoughts that you have uh, uh, now that we've gotten even deeper into it. I am one hour behind. Uh, you snuck up on me yesterday evening about the time I was going to bed. And so I'm one hour behind. But but the thing that I want to chat about is you finally figured out a way to get the Great Fairy to open up, which which that that has always been an interesting part of Zelda. There's apparently four or five of those around the world. You have opened up the first one. And like it's all right. Like <laughs> the, to go through all the trouble that you went through to get the great fairy to open up. <laughs> and then she's like, here, let me upgrade your gear. And you get like three points on all your gear. And not even all of your gear is upgrade. Like there's some of the stuff in your inventory you can't do anything with. And yeah. so I don't really understand that granted i will tell you and i'm I'm not saying this is a negative toward you um 
especially in the last three or four hours, there has been tons and tons and tons of texts, right? So, right. so like, I'm sure that I missed something. I'm sure there's some reason in there somewhere why she can't upgrade certain pieces of guy. I'm sure it said that, and yeah. I just missed it. Uh, but, but like, the, the Great Fairy, at least the first one, is sort of underwhelming. Uh, the second thing that I would like to say is let me let me talk about the okay. great thing really quick just before uh you jump on to the next one. Uh so I I have uh unlocked the second great fairy now that's in that hour yeah. long uh <laughs> that you need to catch up on, which the process of doing that is quite entertaining. I'm just gonna prepare you yeah. for the, the multiple failures of making that one happen. Uh but the 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 each fairy gives you further upgrades. Oh, okay. So the first fairy is just like one level of upgrade, then the second one you open up upgrades a little bit farther and then the next one, the next one there's four in total apparently. Um and so now I've got every piece of gear really that I could upgrade up to the second kind of tier level. And so I have uh uh a pretty uh beefy set of armor at this point it's a mix and match set of armor but like my total armor is like way higher than it was before and i got into a fight and got hit twice and each time took a quarter of a heart damage Ooh, so that's nice it pays off so uh there there is utility uh to that i do wish and i'm interested to see if it happens with one of the other fairies that the top level fairies if there's any ability to add like some sort of ability yeah yeah buff to uh to a piece of armor that's not just increasing the defense because so far that's all we're doing if that's all it is that's fine it would be interesting if they did a little bit more than that and i hope they do the second thing has to do with what you just talked about i'm trying to figure out why all of the coolest stuff is in caves like like <laughs> like all of the all of the good gear that you've picked up so far has been from a cave and 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 each time it's been some cave that you've just sort of stumbled into, like yeah, like how, how did we end up here? And you end up with basically a couple of full sets of gear just from wandering around in a cave forever, which which I I really like. I think the best content in the game so far has really been in caves. And, and yeah. then, and then there, there was one section in there where you rode on a dragon for like forty minutes. <laughs> and, that was and, and like, like there's some really good stuff in there, but it's <laughs> like what we talk about with a lot of video games. It's like, okay, why can't the rest of the game be this? You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, but Zelda's really good. Don't let me, don't hear me say anything else. It's great, but the, there are there are definite places where it shines, and then sure. and then other places where it's like, wait, why did they do that? Right, but the thing is, if you have a whole game that you know riding on the dragon, like yeah, then that's not very cool. You know, like it's cool yeah. because it's this momentary thing that you get to do, like just randomly, just like I was just floating down and was like what happens if you land on the back of the dragon? Let's see. And then the dragon was like, whatever. It just kept on going. I'm like, well, let's see where it goes. It started flying through the depths and right. stuff. You know, I was like, 
I'm just going to ride this guy around and see what happens. Like, why not? And it's just a game that, again, just rewards you for being curious about stuff of, of like, what happens if we try to do something stupid? And most of the time, it's you get a stupid result. But sometimes it's you get something amazing that's random and you weren't expecting. And yeah, it's just, it, I, I made an intentional point about two days ago that, okay, I'm going to go back to the main quest line because I haven't done anything on the main quest line in a long time because there's just so many rabbit trails that you just go down when you're working through the game. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go work up towards Goron City and we're going to go do that next temple. And I still haven't got there because I just got distracted right. by a bunch of things along the way because all of those little things are so much fun. Yes. And that's not a knock on the main quest line for the game. It's uh, uh, just, again, how well they've built this world that everything is interesting. And you just want to go chase every one of those little things. And, and that's a, a, a unique thing that very few games pull off like that. And you got your horse out for the like the first time ever because you, yeah. you had to bring some musicians to the great fairy which I, I thought was great <laughs> the other part of that that I thought was great that was that one of them was apparently a fiddle player and that's what it took for the great fairy to come out <laughs> right. I, I'm from Texas and it kind of made me smile as a Texan that all you really <laughs> needed was a fiddle player um yes that 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 was that was very interesting um i here's here's my thing and i i won't spend a whole lot of time on this because i've already complained ad nauseum but man there's a lot of text but, there's a lot of like text. i i dread when you go into town because i i know you have to stop and talk to everybody to figure out yep. what's going on. And it's just mountains and mountains and mountains of text. And and I I am not going to A take the time to read all that, nor do I set nor do I expect you to sit there and wait for me to read all of that. <laughs> right. So like I'm sure there's portions of this thing that I'm missing and we've already combined out talked about the fact that Nintendo's going to do what they do and they don't care. I understand yep. that. But this game would be so much more engaged. I know you're engaged because you have the controller in your hand. But this yes. game would be so much more engaging um, if even a tenth of the text that, that I've been seeing uh, was voiced because when you went into the village and did the whole thing with the with the village and the old lady and all of that, like that was totally captivating, but you couldn't really i at least I couldn't really get the entire sense of what was going on there because there was just so much sex uh, yeah. and and so I'm like. You know, I get the gist of it. That there's ring ruins. They're trying to figure out what to do with the gloom and all of that. But, like, a location like that would really have benefited from some voicing. Yes, I agree. I think it's, to me, it's the, the biggest flaw in the game. Uh, that if it were obvious that they did that for the purpose of like wanting to create the illusion of whatever these characters sound like to you, or like maybe they speak a different language and that keeps some of the mystique to it or whatever, like all that would be fine. But the fact that 
there is a portion of the game that is voice that they give voice to these characters at certain times, but choose most of the time not to just says that they just didn't want to do it, that they just didn't want to put that work in. And I'm sure with the rationale of like, this is already a big game. This is old hardware, you know, like we are trying to maximize every, you know, bit of processing power that we can and using pre-recorded uh, voiceover would put more stress, be it fairly minimal, honestly, but more stress, you know, more content size, all that kind of stuff. And and I'm sure that's their rationale but- to it. Well, it's not a good rationale. We're 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 audio geeks, and at this point, I don't care if they if they compressed uh, the voice audio down to an MP3. I don't care if it sounds like a sixty-four bit MP3. Just just give it to me, yeah. like yeah, for sure. Like it's definitely doable. The technology is viable that they could do that. They've done so much else with this game that way exceeds what the hardware is. You could voice it like you do again, again, a big chunk of the game is voiced, uh, not a big chunk, but a, a chunk of the game is voiced. And it is a lot of text to read. It is not that many lines of text. If it was voiced, like it's not right. a game that has constant chatter. Like God of war did. We talked about how God of war just had, you know, dialogue constantly because you're hearing from Atreus and Namir and whatever, you know, like the whole time, this is not a game like that. You have very, very concentrated bits of dialogue. It is not outside the question to have those boys. So, Anyway, that is a fair and and uh, significant complaint to the game, of which there are very few. But that is is fair and significant. The game is great. I it, it's great, and and I'm thoroughly enjoying watching you play it. I I I it just makes me wonder, and I talked about this earlier, and I'm going to bring it up just for a quick second because I talked about it uh, the last time we did uh, a numbered show like this uh i wonder what they're gonna do next because yeah. because like like i said last time we talked about it can't do this again like like the next yeah. one has to be something totally different and this game does things that that no other zelda game has ever done i i don't, I don't know about you but i am enthralled by the skydiving yeah, I, I like it's, it's it's one of my favorite parts of the it's game. the coolest thing. And then and then when you get to a sky platform or whatever, you start building rockets and gliders. And like I made the joke of we need to find the voice of the guy from Ancient Aliens because it's <laughs> it's 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 very clear that somebody making this game is a huge fan of that show because there's just weird looking tech and stuff everywhere and crop circles and like it's just it's really neat it is it is phenomenal it's just a a fantastic game and and we're still like just getting it yeah we still have so much like you have so much map i'm like are you kidding like he, he i know he opened up a tower yesterday and and the portion of the map popped up, and I'm like, "Crap, we're gonna be here forever." <laughs> yeah, we've opened up less than half the map, and I don't know how many hours we have in this game, but more hours than I put into basically any other game ever. And it's just, yeah, we're still like 
fairly early on, you know, like there's just so much left to do and it's yeah. great. We'll, we'll talk about it more, not to belabor it now. The other thing I wanted to bring up just really briefly, because we talked about it a little bit in our, uh, our, uh, uh, live commentary for the show, but didn't get deep into it is Diablo four. Uh, just to mention that that's out. We haven't had a chance to really play much of it yet, but it is, uh, doing quite well. It has good reviews and, and people apparently dig it. Uh, but we also <laughs> have, have to have a discussion. <laughs> no, Jamie, been looking forward to uh, about uh, platforms and, and, and playing this game. So uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we, we we should get into that because I'm excited to have this conversation. A little sad because you 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 uh, uh, sniffed me out. Uh, I'll say it that way uh, before we got here. So yesterday when we were doing the uh, the live uh, commentary on the Summer Game Fest, I said something about. Uh, I don't remember even what I said, but you asked something, and I, I don't remember. I, I, said, I, I couldn't tell you, you. I asked you. Oh, what settings when I was playing you, When on. you booted Diablo 4 up, what, what the <laughs> settings look like on your machine, and you said, I'll tell you later. And the reason I brought that up is that <laughs> I'm sitting at my house with a really expensive Mac. Um. But I do not have my gaming machine, which I had intended to move to my house maybe this weekend. If I can get our buddy Jeff to to help me, I was planning to move my machine to my house. But I just wanted to see kind of where I was going to be when I booted up the Alpha 4 because the stuff that I was reading on the internet was, you know, if you get up to, uh, if you want 60 frames per second at like a 2K resolution, you're going to need a pretty beefy card. And and I have those video cards sitting here and I'm like, crap, am I going to have to put that in just play the Alpha and so I remoted into my gaming computer from my house and booted up the settings. And shockingly, everything is on high for an eight-year-old machine. Like, I have, an, I have a 1080 in that machine, and everything is on high settings. And the only step up that you can really do is for 4K, which... I don't even have a screen for. We're fixing. Right. We're fixing to have a screen in this office that will do that. And so when we do get Buff's uh, Duff's uh, video card put in the machine, that's going to come in handy because we can display it on a 4K screen. But to this point, like I was shocked that my eight-year-old machine would be able to do that. Like, I don't know what the frame rate's going to be, but that's what it's set as by default. Everything is high. And so I asked you what <laughs> what kind of settings you had. You sort of kind of put me off because we were 30 seconds before Summer Game Fest Open was about to start and whatever. Yep. And, uh... So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wow, did somebody donate us new computers and he's not telling me? He's planning to surprise me on the air. We're getting some new gear. What's going on? And then it hits me. You turned into a communist. 
I, I, I committed the cardinal you sin. You did! I, I, <laughs> I don't even... Like, and then when it hit me, I was like, oh, oh, he cut his hair! And who knows? He's probably got tattoos or something. Like, he's been converted by the cult of consoles. <laughs> This is this is true. Uh, I have I have officially bought and installed and played a little bit of Diablo Four on the PlayStation Five. I, <sighs> I have betrayed the PC gaming community that I have been uh, so uh, uh, beholden to for twenty plus years with Diablo, and went over to the console See, side. I'm sitting over here <laughs> like a good little boy. Trying to figure out how to get Diablo 4 to run on my freaking back with homebrew. And I asked this guy for help and he just ignores me. Like, he did I'm like, dude, he should be all into this. He has a really nice back. Now I understand why he's ignoring me. Uh, yep. Yeah, you, you put all the pieces together. You and Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg, by the way, uh, which you mentioned to me yesterday, I've seen it all over online now. Whoopi Goldberg pissed that Diablo 4 doesn't run on the back of all people so, that you would imagine getting pissed about it. It's great. So let's have a realistic conversation. I'm I'm being funny, but let's have a realistic conversation. Yeah. I, 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 I don't begrudge you for doing that because if we're being real honest... Even the TVs that we have are computers at this point. I, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. The PlayStation 5 is a computer with the fastest hard drive on the face of the planet. You cannot buy a faster SSD. It's probably got one of the fastest processors you can buy. Like, I'm not going to begrudge you for that. Here's the issue. Yeah. Here's the issue that I have. And and this is why I feel good about buying it on a, a, a personal computing platform because now I own a copy of Diablo, which when I eventually get it running on the Mac, with somebody's help, it won't be yours, <laughs> but when I eventually get it running on the Mac, I will be able to run it on my Mac and on my PC, and that'll that'll run on every computer that I ever owned. You bought it on the PlayStation 5, and assuming that the next PlayStation is backwards compatible, that's great. You'll be able to go back and play it. And I, I know what you're thinking. You're like, we're gonna it's gonna be like Diablo 3. We're gonna go through this one time, and there's so many other games to play, and I'm probably not ever gonna pick it up again. My argument to that was I picked up Diablo 3 a month ago. Sure. Right? And what I would I mean, that, and that's all fair. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of my rationale of why I did it. One, it's just that it's an aging rig. My rig, right. just like yours, is aging. And I'm not really actively looking to upgrade at this point because I don't need to right. for the most part. Everything I play is either, you know, console or I play via cloud yeah. uh, a lot of stuff. And so that all works. And Diablo doesn't have that option at this point and it might in the future. And so so that's one. But the the really the, the biggest thing that, that kind of sent 
get me over the edge for the the platform side is that it's it's all cross platform, right? So there's no limitations in who you can play with and how you can play and all that kind of stuff. And so we could play together just fine because if that wasn't the case, it, it would have never even crossed my mind to pick it up on the PlayStation. I would buy it on PC, uh, no questions asked. But that's not an issue. And because it's all BattleNet, all my character stuff, and if I ever want to switch over to PC, it's going to be transferable. So if in ten years I decide, okay, now I want to play it on PC and I pick it up on PC, I've got everything. Yeah. Like it's, it, everything is an online service at this point. Nothing is tied to a device. And so the device itself doesn't really matter. But the other thing, and I'll mention this because we didn't really talk about this when we played the beta. And, and the, the, the game ran fine on my PC during the beta. And so it's not even like I've played the game on the PC. I know I can run it. Like it, we, we did it. We talked about it back then. But one of the things I did do during the beta, just out of curiosity, is I played it with a controller for a little while. And Diablo 3, they put a lot of work in, obviously. We talked about it back then of making it controller friendly. They've done even kind of more optimization on that side with Diablo 4. And it really feels good on a controller, which is something that I feel like sacrilegious to say. Yeah, I feel like you're going to get struck by lightning or something. Like, I know. Like, it's the weirdest thing because we have been adamant about this for decades, literally, that Diablo is a PC game. And I'm, I'm not like it's still in my heart. It's like a PC game. Like, I'm not even like saying it's not anymore. But it does play well with the controller. And I, I actually really enjoyed it and was to the point that while I was still kind of considering which platform I was going to play it on, there's a good chance I would have played it with a controller on a PC. I'm just like to a point where a lot of stuff is more comfortable on a controller than it is on a mouse and keyboard to me. Right. At this point. And it's and, and, and like that. That I was like, OK, if I'm going to play it on a controller anyway, everything's cross platform. Let me put it on the more powerful rig that I have sitting right. here because I'm not going to have to fight with it. Like, it's just going to be great. And, and so. I I I crossed the Rubicon. I'm never coming back to the PC world. No, I'm still gonna play play PC I, games. I, I but it's just wild say, to play a a, a a Diablo game on on a console. But I, here I am. I, I've done it. I I I have to say, if you if you decide to go uh, console only and ditch the PCs, we're done. Like this show's <laughs> over. This friendship's over. Yeah, I can't. We're, we're done. Um, I can't give up PC gaming forever. There's just too much benefit to uh, a lot of other things PC gaming wise. But the the kind of what used to be a very clear delineation between what was a PC game and what was a console game to me at this point, not so clear. There are games that I would have thought I would have played on console that like MLB The Show is a game I play exclusively on pay, PC via game uh, pass. Xbox yeah. Cloud. You know, like it's it's so weird the games and where they land now and. You know, it kind of is what it is, but it's it's a good thing to have. But I love the fact that Diablo runs great as a console game and it's totally viable as a console game. I, and it blows my mind and, and I'm really pumped to play more of it. And I've got Zelda sitting here, which is so freaking tough to choose between those two games. And you have one thing I will say about the PlayStation uh, 5 is you have access to 4K 60 frames per second out of the box which I don't even I don't even think uh, that the video card that we have sitting here will reasonably do. It's one generation less than what Blizzard says is necessary right. for 4K uh, high frame rate. So so I I like I understand it totally. And I also have to give Wizard credit because when I fired up my, I hadn't played it because I'm not 
you know, I can look at settings remotely, but I'm not going to try and. Right. <laughs> that's dumb. Uh, but I have to give Wizards credit in that, and lots of people have said this online. The, the, the coding that they have done to make the game run so well on a vast variety of machines is insane. Like, let me repeat that. Everything is on high for an eight-year-old machine, which, how? How? I I mean, I... And it's a good-looking game. It's not like it's a slouch of a game. Like, it's a good-looking... Now, it's not, like, also the most visually demanding game of all time either, but it's a good looking game, and yeah, it it's good on them. That, that's one thing Blizzard. I feel like they get, and they always have, is that if you can make the game more available, more people are going to play it. Like, and, and you widened that audience base, and they've gotten better about that uh, in in recent years about some of their stuff, not everything, but a lot of their stuff. They've never been like the the max out everything kind of crowd. It's always been like. We are PC games for, you know, a wide range of PC gamers and now console gamers in that as well. But I think back to something like StarCraft uh, or pre-World of Warcraft, Warcraft, or even World of Warcraft, which you could run on, you know, pretty subpar rigs uh, at the time, still ran well. Like, they've they've always done a good job of that, of still having pretty games that weren't so demanding. And and like I said, I expected Diablo 4 to run on my rig, but not to run well right and and sure. that's why that's why i was you know trying to get a, a different video card in or trying to get it to run on the mac because right now the 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 mac's the best machine that i've got period it's not even close um for, for certain things i i will grant you that the the rig setting at my parents house still does 3d better than this mac which i don't really understand uh sure but 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 the point that i the point that i was going to make was that the game seems to be and i say seems to be a cross between world of warcraft and and diablo and something about that really excites me i don't know how you feel about that but when when you start talking about the fact that you can walk across the entire map from the get-go, you run yep. into other people, you've got world bosses, you've got these world events going on all the time that that I every video that I've watched has said, hey, if you see an orange circle on the map and, and you're close and you're debating on whether to go do that world event, go do it. Because it may take you 30 seconds, and you've just made a ton of XP or gold or whatever. Right. My point to all of this is, it looks like Blizzard has taken what they have learned from World of Warcraft and put it into Diablo. And I don't know about you, but that really excites me. 
yeah, it does me too. And I'm, I'm super pumped to get back into that game again. It's just, it's on the, you know, at the same time of maybe what will become my favorite or one of my top few games of all time. And it's just, uh, again, my 13 year old self, not maybe 16 year old self, however old I was when I got into Diablo two, cause I really never got into the first Diablo game. Nope. But whenever I got into Diablo two and adored that game, like knowing that I'd have great Zelda and great Diablo when I turned 40 is pretty wild and, and I'm digging yeah. it. So, I, yeah. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I need some help because Apple was very nice to us this week. We got to bring this up because it's kind of a big deal. Uh, Apple had their World Developers Conference for the year and apparently they just sort of snuck in a way to make not all games but a lot of games run on the Mac. Yeah. And it's it's still do it yourself. It's still like you gotta do some command line work. And I'm currently stuck. And so if there's anybody out there with one thing I'll know, and and I what I did look into it because I was gonna see if I could at least like try to work on it. It is only Apple Silicon that 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 process works right. on, which my Mac, which is nice, but it's still an Intel. Mac. Okay, I can't. Do okay, it, but but the 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 concepts there are encouraging that it may open up the platform to more gaming intentionally or otherwise. And, <laughs> and some games like Diablo apparently run really well, and then some don't. Um, as you would expect so we we are talking about emulation we are talking about a version of wine and so it's not going to be you know native performance and they're very clear about all of that but I think it's a huge deal um, and, and an encouraging step in the right direction for people who use Macs on a regular basis and, and would like to also game on them well, I mean, I, let, let's be honest. We both had Macs for 10 plus years. I I bought this one because I thought I had to have it. And recently I was like, you know, I should have just bought another gaming machine because I love this Mac for everyday work stuff. This is literally the best work computer that you can buy. And every time that I go home, I, I realize how much I use uh, the 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 speech to text on the Mac because I go home to my PC and I have to type and, and it's little things like that that just make it a great machine, but you can't really play games on it and yeah and so if they can improve that then great yeah and yeah. and totally agree all of that said I need somebody. That actually help. That actually knows how to help me finish installing Homebrew because Homebrew is installed. <laughs> I got to that point, and then things did not go the way the guide said they were supposed to go. So uh, I I am a little stuck. I'm trying to get it running, but I've apparently missed something. Um, with all of that being said, I'm wondering. Because of the fact that that Apple put that out this week, and because of the fact that Whoopi freaking Goldberg is all over the internet, <laughs> I'm wondering how long we go before Blizzard said, "All right, 
Here it is. What what a great moment of PR they could get if they go, okay, we heard you, Whoopi. Here's <laughs> Diablo 4 on the Mac. Yeah. Like it would be, yeah, it would be phenomenal. So I, I hope. Yeah, so. that's good. All that said, we do need to talk about uh, Summer Game Fest uh, and and some of the announcements you saw there. We're not going to go through everything again. You can actually go and see us go through everything on Patreon uh, if you would like. Uh, so we'll hit some of the big things. Uh, this is Jeff Keighley's event. Uh, Jeff Keighley is now the the king of summer gaming announcements-ish, at least, uh, in putting together in this format and kind of being the face of what was kind of E3's dominant time. Uh, there are a lot of events that are going to be happening, like the Xbox showcase in a couple of days that have nothing to do with Jeff. Um, but Jeff has uh, put himself up here as, you know, kind of this this face of of gaming uh, announcements. And that's great because he does a pretty good job with it. The the show itself, and I, we, I'll give you kind of my two cents really quick, and then I think we're fairly uh, on the same page because we discussed all this yesterday. It was, it was okay. We, we got some announcements that were interesting. There were some games that were shown off that were pretty cool, but there wasn't anything that was like super mind-blowing, and there was a lot of fluff in there. There was a lot of stuff that just wasn't all that captivating, especially for us. Just didn't hit kind of us as game. Here, here's the thing, and and I, I have been lucky in my life to spend a good portion of my life working for working with an older gentleman uh who is a retired professor and you know about being a professor and uh one thing that i that i have learned working with him is if a meeting goes over an hour like he's out like he, <laughs> he told me if we're if we're sitting in a meeting and it goes over an hour like I'm done. I'm I'm going to do something else, and and I'm, you know, I've I've been with him long enough that I, that I'm that I'm sort of kind of getting that way myself. Uh, the the only thing that doesn't really apply to was this show because I could do this all day. Uh, but but like my takeaway from the show yesterday was okay. It was all right, but. Jeff, you probably really could have done that in about an hour. Yes, um for sure. Yeah. Um Yeah, there there used to be this kind of thing of like we feel like we need to make it long to get as much stuff in and then like Xbox was always really bad about this and I'll probably do it on on Sunday again. Uh of like we're going to show you 52 games today and it's like well that's great but if like 48 of them suck like i don't need to see 52 you know like show me four good games that one e3 where sony did that they took four games and showcased those four games was one of my favorite e3 press conferences of all time you don't need more you don't need longer to make it good give us interesting stuff in a you know condensed package and you can do a lot more with it and and the other thing is like i understand okay I am currently paying for YouTube Premium, and I have been for the better part of a year. The reason why is I got to the point that I couldn't stand the commercials on YouTube, and the reason that I continue to pay for it is because it also includes YouTube Music, which is a really nice service. So for $12 a month, I get a music service and I get commercial free YouTube. I don't even want to know how many commercials would have been 
in that presentation yesterday, on top of the ones that Jeff did, if I hadn't been paying for YouTube Premium. I, well, I, I can tell you because I'm not paying for YouTube Premium and we watched it live together. Okay. So it, as a live event, but if you were to go back and watch the, the recorded version of it, you're going to get inundated with them. I'm yeah. Sure. And and I just like, I, I, and I commented on it every time that Jeff did a drop because, like, he's got to pay bills. And, 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 and I, there was one in there where he, he did uh, essentially a drop for Taco Bell. Or or something, <laughs> and I was like, okay, DoorDash. <laughs> okay, so you're you're right. It was it was DoorDash, and then right after the show, I saw a Taco Bell uh, Diablo Four commercial. So like everybody's getting into the Diablo Four thing, uh, but but like the the show and and. We used to make fun of the VGAs. Part of the reason we made fun of the VGAs is for this exact reason. It was just too long. Show yeah. us the stuff you got and and be done. Because, because, because as much as we love this, as much as we love this week, like Jennifer, the lady that works with me during the week, came in uh, last night and said, what, what it, she came in at six and said, well, how was your afternoon? I said, I don't know. I've only been out of my office 20 minutes. And she was <laughs> like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, it's that week in June, that week in June and Tom and I are busy. And we love this week. We love having all this stuff to watch. But at the same time, if it's between watching video game trailers and actually playing a video game, I'd rather play a video game. So. And if you're taking our time that we could do that otherwise, I do want it to be worth it. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't worth it. It was fine. It just wasn't like blow your socks off. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, just a couple of the uh, announcements and ones that stuck out. And you can add in any if I overlook some here. Uh, the show started with uh, the new Prince of Persia game. It's called The Lost Crown. What's at least to me, really interesting, and, and I'm pretty pumped about it, actually, and wasn't expecting to be, is that it's side-scrolling, Metroidvania-ish looking. Like, the style and the gameplay actually look really fun and a different approach to what Prince of Persia has been in the past because they really ran that into the ground. Yeah. yeah. Not surprising for Ubisoft to run something into the ground, uh, but uh, they, they did. So, uh, new Prince of Persia actually looks pretty cool. I, I'm excited about it just for the way that it looks. I mean, it really is cool looking. Um, yeah. And I I don't care. Well, okay, so this is something we got to talk about. Because I didn't bring it up with Zelda. Well, I brought it up last show. And the same was to Diablo. But both of those games, you don't really care what the story is. Because we know what the story is. Like, Zelda, it's the princess is missing. We gotta go save the princess. Diablo, yeah. it's like the world is ending and we have to stop <laughs> yeah. people. Like that's what the story is. And and the same sort of applies with Prince of Persia. Like, you know, he's got he's got there's some evil people trying to kill him and he's gotta do whatever it is he's gotta do. And so in the case of all of these games, it's about what are you going to do with the gameplay? Yep. Right? And and so that's what intrigues me about that game. Yeah. Yes. The gameplay looks good. 
uh, and that's for a game like Prince of Persia uh, essential. Uh, it it kind of has a retro-ish feel to it. I'll mention here just kind of uh, in conjunction with that. Uh, there's a new Sonic game, Sonic Superstar. Yes. That also has a very retro-ish feel to it. It's, uh, you know, high-def graphics, but it's a side-scroller in, in kind of the classic vein of Sonic. Uh, so it looks like old-school Sonic, but with uh, a much prettier coat of paint on it and new gameplay things and, and a whole new, you know, uh, thing again, story of Sonic, who really cares, but the gameplay looks really fun. If they could execute on that and 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 make a good Sonic 2D side scroller, I'm I'm all for it. Cool. I, I I'm also excited with uh, a daughter that yeah. like Sonic the Hedgehog it, have a game to play with her. It made it made both of us smile during the show because like I we talked about this before, but like I owned a Sega. And you always had that debate with you, with your friends when you were growing up. Do we go to the guy's house that has a Super Nintendo or do we go to the guy's house that has yep. a Sega? So um I I I'm excited about new Sonic. Yes. Yeah, and it looks good. So uh, excited about that. Um, we got a lot of Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, <laughs> a big chunk of time on Mortal Kombat 1, uh, which uh you know. It, it's Mortal Kombat. I okay. We're old. We we <laughs> love Mortal Kombat. I I talked about this during the show. Yes, we grew up with it. I, I talked about this during the show yesterday. What made Mortal Kombat great is to really play Mortal Kombat. You had to go to the arcade and stand in front of a machine with a friend. And if you're like me and you're in a wheelchair. Then there's the effort of how can you get tall enough to get to everything that you need to get to to play Mortal Kombat with a friend. That yes. that was the preferred way to play it. And we owned like I I'm sure you owned the Super Nintendo version. I owned the Sega version because it had green blood in it. And then there was a code <laughs> that you could like turn it red. And I, you know, like, yeah. I thought Sega was edgy, so I'm like, God damn yeah. that. But like, <laughs> but like that wasn't that wasn't the way we wanted to play Mortal Kombat. Like, that's an all that's an arcade game, and it always has been. And yeah. and and I, if we're old, so be it. I, I yes, we are. Uh, and it's just you know, it's it's a niche genre that doesn't really appeal to me anymore it did when i was younger in part because it was one of the kind of few genres that existed like this is before first person shooters right, right. Like, first person shooters were kind of a thing on pc you had doom and duke nukem but yep. like on a console you really didn't have that you know when mortal Kombat was a massive thing like it was the edgy game it was the game your parents didn't want you to play and so it was kind of regardless of what genre it was it was something that you were drawn to just because of that we love street fighter growing up and all that stuff too like those fighting games were part of our youth but as we've grown up at least i'll speak for myself i think you're the same camp like those games just aren't as fun no. as they were when we no. were kids like they were fun when we were kids because that we didn't have as much variety in what kind of games there were out there there were platformers there were fighting games there were you know a couple of other things but there just wasn't a lot now there's just so much more available and those games just don't know exciting like they and I, I, that i think part of it is i think part of it is that they haven't changed that much like yeah. yeah mortal kombat one is really pretty 
but it's it's very pretty. It's still it's it's, it's Mortal Kombat, like, and it looks like it plays pretty similar. I mean, they've added new features. They've got this. What do they call it? The companion thing. Yeah, companion. Yeah, something. Whatever it is, uh, they have a better name for it. Uh, but that you choose two characters essentially, uh, and then you get to use the second character as part of like different combo moves. They'll jump in really quick, and in, in the you know uh, the stuff they were showing, they had like Jax Goron was one of them uh, that you could have Goro come in and and like whop somebody with his forearms and and then go away or whatever. Like it's fine. They add you know little things to kind of keep the gameplay a little bit different than the previous ones, but it's still you know button mashing. At least for me, button mashing combat fighting game. That's yeah. Can I ask you a question? Because I, I just thought of this. I I'm in complete agreement about Mortal Kombat, but if you give me a new Streets of Rage or a new Ninja Turtles, we're it's a whole different thing. And yeah. I can't really explain to you. I mean, we have Ninja Turtles that we need to finish. We when, need to get back when to I see great. you because it's really great. Um, I don't understand why it's different. I don't understand why. Yeah, why? Why the beat 'em up games fare better in in kind of modern sensibility than the fighting? Yes, games. because at the end of the day, it's very similar. You're just like side scrolling beat 'em up, and and like I think part of it is that it is co op uh, yeah. as opposed to to uh, uh, PvP. Yeah. I, it's not the right term for that, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Like you're playing together as opposed to against each other to progress. That's one of the things about fighting games I've just never really enjoyed is that while there is progression built into fighting games, it's usually not very compelling. Uh, that you're just trying to work up the tiers of the game to unlock characters and you know see little cutscenes maybe, whereas a, a beat 'em up like you get a little bit more progression to it that makes it interesting. The, so I think those hold up a little bit better for me because of that. The only the only uh, game that's really different to me is Soul Calibur. I I played Soul Calibur when I was twenty five. And I yeah. I played the crap out of Soul Calibur. Like I I I played a lot of Soul Calibur, and I can't tell you why. But you're right. It's it's a the the Streets of Rage and Ninja Turtles are a whole different deal. And even if there was a new Final Fight game, like like yeah. we 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 both of us had Raspberry Pis with. All these arcade <laughs> games on on this Raspberry Pi, and I go back and play Final Fight in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, it, they're they're just good. Um, yeah, it, it's just a different thing. Yeah, they they just feel different for whatever reason. There you go. Uh, Nick Cage showed up. That was a yeah. shocker. <laughs> uh, he he has a player playable character in Dead by Daylight, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Uh, the I will note this that I just saw while we've been recording. Uh, apparently, Logan is watching our commentary while we're recording, as so I've seen him comment a couple of times. One of the things he mentioned, and I would agree with this uh, wholeheartedly, is the actual gameplay they showed of Dead by Daylight with Nick Cage just looked awful. Yeah, it just looked not good, <laughs> not good at all. Nick Cage, though, I love the dude, and he's he's captivating. I I saw what was it? Did Jeff say it? Maybe Jeff said it, something about teaming up with Hideo Kojima for a game or something. A Nick Cage uh, Hideo Kojima game, like, you know, what he's done with uh, Norman Reedus. Yeah. I would be 100% for that. This is like, whatever. It's fine. 
uh, it's a big deal that uh, uh, Jeff got Nick Cage to come out. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you caught that. Jeff's really going to have to work on this the next time. But when Nick walks out, he sticks his hand out and he literally says, nice to meet you. And, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, Jeff, if you're going to have Nick Cage on your show, you might give him two minutes before you... Yeah, meet him backstage yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Like, do something. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, it was a good time. So, cracked me up. Uh, and I would love to see Nick Cage in other games. It's not the one I would care to see him in, but it's like I said, it's fine. Uh, we got some more Alan Wake 2. Sam uh, Lake came out to talk about Alan Wake 2 and showed uh, some gameplay, and it's looking really good. I I... We still need to play the original because I feel like that's one of those games you have to play them both. Like, I, yep. I really feel like, even though Sam said you didn't, I really feel like <laughs> you have to play them both. And those would look really good on a, on a nice high-def 65-inch TV because they've got, you know, they've got remakes at this point that are available in your Steam library. Uh, so I I'm... I'm into Alan Wake, but only if we have time to play it uh, together. Yes. That's uh, For sure. Uh, John Carpenter's got a game. <laughs> it's called Toxic Commando. That the trailer they showed was like mowing over hordes of undead in a Hummer, like John Carpenter and and you know like video games. That seems like a a, a good match to me. John's going, okay, how can I make a little money and not have to really do a whole lot? Just give some people my name like this. Yes, um, uh, which is, again, great. Uh, yeah. I'm not begrudging anybody anything of that. I think it's probably a win-win uh, for everybody there. Uh, Spider-Man 2 has a release date. It's October 20th, I think, off the top of my head, if I remember yes. correctly. Uh, I'm not committing it to memory yet because I I I'm skeptical. I know you're there, skeptical. There there is no <laughs> chance. Like <laughs> like that that is a Christmas release. Period. In no discussion. Uh, and I think that's even potentially uh uh you know optimistic. Like if if it gets bumped to 2024, I'm not gonna be surprised at all. And to to kind of uh bolster that, we did see a good chunk of it. I want to caveat this. We did see a good chunk of Spider-Man 2 a couple weeks ago with Sony's event that they did, which that was their kind of big finale thing. We saw nothing here. The yeah. they, they came out and, and showed some concept art. <laughs> they didn't even show like screenshots from the game. I, they showed I, concept I, art and, and gave a release date. It was like that, that's weird. They said something. And I think I understand why they did that. Uh, because Jeff said that it was a Sony exclusive. Uh, Spider-Man is going to be a, a PlayStation right. exclusive. And I'm thinking Sony probably just said no. Um, right. But I mean, they let the dev come out there and talk about it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a first party game. It's in-house. So I don't know. It was weird. But we've got a release date, and we'll see how many times it gets pushed back. <laughs> we have a release date. So uh, there's a handful of other things. We got a Twisted Metal trailer, uh, the TV show, uh, which, like I said, had knocked our, our video down for a while. It was without cars. Like, 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 really, that's the whole thing, right? Like, there just wasn't a single car. They were inside a casino with Sweet Tooth and, 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 whoever uh what's his face plays uh captain america i can't think of what his name is uh, uh, <laughs> not captain america andrew, something. andrew uh 
yeah. Anyway, um, uh, like the the show is just going to be a complete train wreck. But I'm really interested to see it as a train wreck. Uh, like that's what I saw somebody on Twitter uh, say. You know, like aren't there supposed to be cars in this? And they're like, what are you talking about? Everything they've shown has been a complete train wreck. It's like, well, that's fair. Uh, like it's just a train wreck of a show. But I think it may be a really stupidly enjoyable train wreck of a show. Can I ask you how many subscription services do you have right now? Too many. I, I mean, yeah. is, is, Pe- <laughs> is Peacock Five or six. one I have of Peacock, those? Yes. Okay, you, you have the, because I've yes. noticed I've noticed with Peacock content, I do not have a Peacock subscription, but I have seen some Peacock content, and the thing about it is that I think this applies to every streaming service. It's either real good or it's not good. Like, <laughs> like, like Chad was totally right about the new Quantum Leap. That turned out great. Uh, I I complained about it, and Chad called me and said, "Dude, you're making a mistake." Uh, and he was right because that turned out great. Um, and, and some other stuff that I, I know that they have has been great, but they also have a whole lot of crap. Yes, for sure. Uh, I I have Peacock mostly for like the stuff that's on broadcast that's not exclusive, yeah. uh, but just that I don't pay for Hulu, you know, the full Hulu anymore or whatever. And so it's just all the, I've got six or seven different, like five to $10 subscriptions. You know, I've got Paramount, See, I've got Peacock, I've got HBO. Well, I don't pay for HBO, which is nice, but got HBO, got Disney, got, you know, on and on. I have, They're all there. I have Hulu, but I don't have Peacock or, uh, or HBO. I, I watch the crap out of Hulu. Yeah, uh, and apparently Hulu is where all the ABC stuff is, right. and all the NBC stuff has moved to Peacock, and so yep. it, it's yeah, uh, consolidated their platforms, and all CBS stuff is on Paramount Plus. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's scary. it's what's coming for gaming at some point, uh, but that's a discussion for a different day. I uh, I, I really be prepared for that. Just to wrap this up. I, I don't even have any desire to watch. I know you're going to watch because it's got it's got <laughs> Will, Nar- Will Arnett in it. Um, I I have no desire whatsoever to even look at this. Um, if you if you tell me it's good, then so be it. Um, yeah. I, I'm almost certain what I'm going to tell you is that it's awful and you should watch it. You know, like, that's, again, what it just feels like is that it's just going to be so absurdly ridiculous that it's going to be interesting. It's, yeah. We'll see. Last thing, we'll wrap up here really quick. Uh, the big payoff uh, for uh, the show, which was for us a big payoff because it's something we were big fans of, uh, was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Um, got big, long trailer, lots of interesting little tidbits in that trailer. Got release window, which is early 2024, and got confirmation that it'll be on two discs. <laughs> which yeah, It's just that old school, like, Final Fantasy 7 when it originally came out on PlayStation was three discs and it was like the biggest thing in the world that like it was so big it had to be put on three separate discs uh like it just it's it's marketing marketing gimmickry but uh it's it's entertaining to me but uh, but the trailer itself and all the gameplay and all that stuff that they showed looked fantastic and and we're suckers for this game so we'll be there for we it. are absolutely can't wait to play that I just talk about the disc for a second it makes me laugh 
because the album for I don't know if you put it on the PlayStation yet. I think yeah. it's eighty gigs. It was a lot smaller on the PlayStation. Is it? Because yeah, it was. I think it was like forty five or something. It's eighty gigs on the PC, and so yeah, I'm I'm I don't know where that eighty gigs is. Uh, <laughs> what? That's where we are. It's like that's a game uh, that's going to be worth your time is going to take up uh, fifty plus gigs almost always now, which is nice. yeah. It's insane. I remember building a four a computer with a four gig hard drive when I was in college. Like, man, yep. the storage is just absurd. So anyway, overall, uh, enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, was it like mind blowing? We'll see what Microsoft does on Sunday. I think that's the one that really has some potential to have some interest to it. Uh, biggest thing they could do is show us uh, GTA six and and that would blow our minds but aside from that you know we kind of know what we're going to get from microsoft but it'll be fun nonetheless and we'll be here for it do you think we're going to get gta six i i'm skeptical it'd be my like long shot prediction like that would be something that would make a lot of waves and we know it's coming soon like it they have to make that announcement relatively they don't have to obviously but they should make that announcement relatively soon that seems like a big platform to do it on. It would give Microsoft all kinds of, you know, hype and, and that kind of stuff. And and so I, I, if they were going to do it at some point this summer in a big event setting, like with a partner, that's how I would see them do it. I think it's just as likely that they just do a big announcement sometime on their own and, and could do it that way too. And, and just put out a trailer and go, here it is where it's coming, whatever. And blow up the internet that way, you know, like they don't have to do it with a, a, an audience or anything like that. But if they did want to do it with the audience, I think the Microsoft, soft conference is the place to do it can can we i I know we gotta go but can we talk about audiences for a second i i i um, i appreciated the audience in the show yesterday because they were pretty much right along with us and something wasn't great you didn't hear a lot. And <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for Jeff. The smattering of applause. Because Jeff's like standing there like this is his thing, you know. And so when something didn't go well and he came back, he's like, that that look awesome. Because he has to <laughs> say that about everything. And, and yes. uh, I, so, so I felt a little bad for, for Jeff. Uh, but, but. Live audiences definitely make these shows more interesting. Uh, definitely in some ways. There, there's pros and cons to them because you also kind of like what translates over, you know, broadcast versus what translates into the room are two different things too. And so you just get different reactions sometimes. But there is a certain amount of just energy that it does bring to something like this. And whatever, like the best moment, my favorite moment of the whole thing we talked about, they showed off uh, Final Fantasy, what is it called? Ever Crisis on mobile, which we didn't even talk about here, uh, which is fine, whatever. But uh, Jeff, right after that, said, speaking of Final Fantasy, and the crowd erupted. (laughs) And he was like, nope, not that. And he transitioned into the DoorDash thing. Like, that was why I remembered it was DoorDash, because it was in that moment when he, like, duped everybody into freaking out. That's a moment that doesn't happen without an audience. And to me, like, just as a moment in the show, that was my favorite moment. Like, it just cracked me up. And then he does pay off with the Final Fantasy at the end. Like, it came full circle. Like, that was well done. Uh, That you can't do without an audience. So there are definitely some things that having an audience uh, brings to the table that are are fun. I, I... Overall, for all our complaining, I think it was a good show. 
I think we're going to have a good week. I, I, I wonder if we're going to get the Microsoft show that we're used to or if they're going to try and do something a little different because I think they're taking the same theater. They're taking the same time slot. You know, we're going to see the stuff that we always see. Like yeah. They're trying to push through this acquisition and and yep. like lots of stuff <laughs> going on. So I'm real curious about what we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm curious about how much like Activision Blizzard stuff there is in their show. Like if they lean into that and are like really trying to hype Activision Blizzard products. Like if we see, you know, some see, hype reels about Diablo and some of their future plans and that kind of stuff. Or if they're like, we need to stay away from Activision for right now because we're trying well, to get this pushed see, through. If we look like we make it look like it's a done deal, like it's going to piss people that's off. What, that's what makes me wonder because I don't think anybody really thought in their wildest dreams that Diablo 4 would be as big a deal as it is right now. And so I wonder if there's some folks that Activision was going, uh, we might have taken the money <laughs> a little too soon. Uh, yep. <laughs> be because I think we're going to be okay. Like, this is our next World of Warcraft. And so I'm, I'm really curious as to how that's going to play. And the price may have just gone up. Um, because yeah, I I don't know, but I just kind of I wonder. Yeah, I I do too. I, it'll be interesting to see. There's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's happening with Microsoft that that just out of curiosity of how it'll play out will be fun. Yeah, and and it's gonna be a good week. You're in your house. I'm in my house. You will be here at some point. Uh, yes. We don't know when. Uh, we don't know what the week that you're coming. What that week's gonna look like. Uh, but you will be here. There will be content. And we're still covering all of this. So uh, definitely need to stay tuned. Because who knows? We might be on the air tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I, who knows? <laughs> I, There's content coming. I've, I've got a book. I've got a pretty booked uh, Saturday. But might be able to squeeze it in. We, we got a lot. I was looking at the schedule this morning going. Crap, we got a lot of stuff to cover. So, yes. uh, yeah, you're going to see a lot of us in the next three or four days. And so yes. keep it uh, locked in for that, to use an old radio term. Uh, <laughs> go by the Facebook and uh, chat with the guys over there because there's a lot of stuff going on. And if you're into becoming a patron, uh, there, there's, there's guys paying attention over there as Tommy said Logan is watching uh, the content from yesterday. And so there's there's lots of different places to talk. Uh, Tommy is still on the Twitter doing all kinds of fun things over there. Because let's face it, the place where you get news at this point is still on the <laughs> Twitter despite yes. what everybody says. Uh, so lots of cool places for you guys to hang out. And like I said, we got a round table coming up, so we got to get ready for that. But for right now, is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. We are idiots explaining entertainment only on GamingOnSister.com, and we are out.
Saving Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored.